0: I'm Matthew Geyer. I'm the host of this podcast and the founder of StartStation. In this podcast, we talk about anything related to early stage entrepreneurship and innovation. This episode is an inside innovation episode, meaning that we're deep diving into a particular topic within entrepreneurship and innovation. For this inside innovation episode, we're deep diving into equity crowdfunding, If you haven't heard anything about equity crowdfunding, I promise you're not the only one. Equity crowdfunding is a relatively new concept in the world of entrepreneurship and innovation. You may also hear it called regulation crowdfunding or more commonly Reg CF. Reg CF was started back in 2012 through the JOBS Act. The JOBS Act was a significant piece of legislation because it essentially allowed anyone to be able to invest in startups. Before the JOBS Act, to be able to invest in startups, you can be what is called an accredited investor. To put it simply, it's someone with a net worth of over $1 million. That's not to say accredited investors aren't still important today, because they are, especially for those that raise traditional venture capital through what is called Regulation D or Reg D. Now, I just mentioned that Reg CF started in 2012, but that is a bit of a misnomer because of the Securities and Exchange Commission or SEC, still had to enact rules around reg cf these rules by the sec didn't go live until may of 2016 a whole four years after congress had passed the jobs act so yes reg cf is still very new and we're still in the early days of it to get into the nuts and bolts of reg cf one of the rules that the sec created was the formation of portals essentially to be able to raise money through reg cf you have to go through one of the reg cf portals companies that have the rights and ability to help you raise money through Reg CF. In some ways, this has been helpful because these portals, one of them you'll meet in a minute, become partners with you in your fundraise. They only get paid if you successfully fundraise and because they're helping a lot of other companies, they're building up a network of investors that you probably didn't have access to before. It's one of the reasons why I love equity crowdfunding and am excited about the future of it. It allows those that might be disadvantaged when it comes to funding to have better opportunities and creates an entirely new avenue for companies that might not have had the ability to raise capital through traditional means. At this time too, a lot of the big issues with the CF were recently ironed out with new legislation in 2021. You can now raise up to $5 million with Rec and have all of the investors pulled into one line item on your cap table, which is pretty significant for transactions down the line. To learn more about equity crowdfunding, I brought in one of my favorite people in equity crowdfunding, Addy okufo Affle, who heads up WeFunder's venture programs. WeFunder is one of the Rec. CF portals, and I'm excited to introduce you to Addy.
1: Hey guys, I'm Addy okufo uh kind of head of WeFunder's venture programming arm. A uh, little bit about me. So started as entrepreneur a couple years back uh, when I was in West Africa. Uh, from there was working on a family farm that ended up doing a little bit of like agricultural logistics. Uh, They ended up selling that. And then from there, uh, started working for a company called ParTech, which is a massive uh, venture capital firm uh, based out of Paris and San Francisco, but had a base in uh, Senegal. That organization was doing investments into companies who were more or less doing the series A all the way down. Worked there for about a year and a half and came back to the U.S. to finish up college uh, during that time, I just wanted to take my own hand into like entrepreneurship in the U.S. Uh, started that, failed, of course, <laughs> failed multiple times there. But each of those had their own like minor successes, uh, such as like GE purchasing RIP associated with uh, associated with how we basically froze things. Uh, so that was fun. And then from there, started uh, started up working with an organization in Rochester, New York, around VR. Uh, At that point in time, WeFunder had an event that I think me and Matt met at. So it was fantastic. It was bringing individuals from all over the US to be venture partners uh, for WeFunder scouting companies and kind of building community in these areas. Uh, Did that for a couple of months and I really, really loved it. So WeFunder offered me a position and I was like, heck yeah. Um, Decided to then uh, try to start pursuing it. (laughs) COVID hit. Uh, They brought me (laughs) internally during that time uh, to. To basically, head up their inbound, and from there, I've been like in many multiple positions for WeFunder and now heading up their uh venture programming arm. So, uh, that's a little bit about me.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so all right, let's get into then the WeFunder equity crowdfunding piece. Like, what is WeFunder and like what is equity crowdfunding in
1: general? Definitely. Uh, so WeFunder is an equity crowdfunding platform. Uh, there's only a few of these that are allowed to actually take investments from everyday individuals and basically invest into as um, investment to companies uh, and their private securities uh, according to the sec so think of us as a portal um, very similar to some platforms such as indiegogo or kickstarter but instead of you investing for a product you're investing in equity in the company and hopefully it's scaling in order to get a return on your investment right so this is prior to a company ipoing on a public space this is more or less buying in when they're still building off the ground and hopefully you know uh, possibly 10x in your return on your investment
0: okay so the equity crowdfunding right it's changed a lot like we funder equity crowdfunding has been in the news i feel like a little bit more because there's new regulations that popped through like last year which is really significant like like how has that changed things like how has that changed things that we funder like in general
1: since the new regulations came in effect like uh last march uh it was i mean sorry this past march was fantastic right so the change from 1 million to 5 million really opened the doors for both uh, us as a platform and also companies looking to raise significant rounds from their community, right? So now this is almost an effect where individuals uh, could basically invest alongside larger rounds that were taking place outside of our platform. Um, Like I think uh, one of our coworkers, Andreas, coined the term community round where it essentially is. Uh, you know, a company can go like we had an organization called Mercury raise literally I think eighty five million outside of the platform uh, from private investors to larger investors and then turn around and raise on our platform seventeen million in three days from their own users, right? So the clients that they already currently have who are buying into the product because they want to see the like long term return on these things. And at the same time they're able to do this in just over three days. I mean the craziest part was they raised five million in literally uh, three hours of being on the platform, which was fantastic. So this is some one of the biggest changes here um, in terms of equity crowdfunding itself. I think right now the U.S. equity crowdfunding is getting almost close to a billion dollars being raised uh, in terms of into the entire ecosystem. Right, uh, we funder to date has done about three hundred and sixty-two million on our platform, and this has just been exponentially growing since last year. Um, just due to the fact that now we're actually working alongside key players, such as the angels and the angel syndicates, micro VCs and VCs, like we're able to go ahead and say, hey, look, you guys can go ahead and bring companies that you're looking to invest in and allow the community to invest alongside you, which is absolutely like, amazing here. Um, and that's why I think there's a huge exponential growth. Individuals were now able to see that the consumer could be their investors at the end of the day. and They don't need to go the traditional route just yet. Um, or they can go ahead and do both right so it's always good to have the individuals who are buying your product be associated with your company in the long term and uh, this is a way to do so
0: totally yeah i mean i think like especially like when we first met or, like we're in San Francisco like if you don't know the WeFunder team they work out of a house that's one of the funnest parts about WeFunder at least in my opinion it is and um Netly actually according to Johnny they it's been a scalable thing they've, they're in multiple houses now which i find is hilarious and fun um but totally different story. The biggest things for like WeFunder has been or like when Johnny was talking about this when we met in San Francisco, was like, yeah, it turns those customers into like the biggest brand loyals ever. And it's also like, especially if you're a local business, like a really cool thing that you can invest in your community directly. You're not just like, you know, doing, you know, these weird, like you're just not just sending to a nonprofit or wherever. Like you can actually see and like be part of these businesses, even if it's like for $100, which is really huge. Um, I think it's a really big, deal with all of that like how does like i obviously there's different you know what they call equity crowdfunding portals like how does we funder like compare it to the other ones that are out there
1: uh, so some people might say there's a little bit of bias associated with this um but i think we're number one currently right so currently today we are sitting at close to almost like 50 percent of the market in terms of reg cf right just strictly community rounds individuals who are both accredited and unaccredited investing into the platform um we do f- do a few different uh Regulation D rounds, but that's not our bread or butter, right? For us, we mostly focused on these Reg CF rounds, allowing both, like, basically anyone to invest alongside each other rather than just saying, hey, look, only accredited investors can invest in your Regulation D or doing a Reg A where it's a lot more paperwork associated with it, but now you can raise up to $10 or more, right? Um, For us, we want to be strictly focused on Reg CF. And so, in terms of Reg CF, we own 50% of the market to date.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I also will vouch that like the WeFunder team is amazing. Obviously I keep talking to all of you um, and that's for good reason. Cause I, I just want to, you know, support it cause I know the work you're doing is amazing and I think you're one of the more supportive teams out there when it comes to like raising money and whatnot. So definitely appreciate that. So then, you know, we've kind of touched on this one a little bit, but like what types of companies are doing best with equity crowdfunding, like, and why is that the case?
1: The best kind of companies that are usually doing equity crowdfunding are either hyper local businesses, like you know sports teams, or or, um, or businesses that are opening multiple locations in their uh, in their regions. Uh, that's very very that's a really great approach, just due to the fact that people have already seen the success of one, and that's why they want to support. Or it's you know a sports team where they already have a massive fan base, and this is this is some way to basically um, raise funding from that fan base. Another portion of this is definitely software-based companies, right? So a lot of the times, these are led by subject matter experts. So these individuals already have a background associated with them. They're already already known in the professional space in that industry. And so they're able to go ahead and basically build confidence associated with their product. This in turn allows individuals to say, hey, look, I'm investing in this person due to the fact that they know what they're talking about. And this is why I want to invest in their idea. Uh, So most of the time it's these kind of bases. Is either individuals who already have a massive following, and that's why they're pushing in, or they're subject matter experts who know what they're talking about in terms of the industry, and that's why individuals were investing alongside them. At the same time, we also do have um, individuals who are mostly investing because either they're alumni of a university and and the students based upon that, or at the very beginning of an individual's friends and family round they're able to go ahead and basically come on the platform and raise additional investment right so it's usually individuals who already maybe have a soft commitment of 50 to sixty thousand, but they need an extra 40 or 50 percent associated with this to basically fill up their round and so they're bringing their family's momentum and in investing in them to then be able to go ahead and also recruit investors from the leaf under network to invest
0: in them yeah no that makes a lot of sense and so it's a lot of network like investing in people which is you know traditionally what happens in investing in general, right? Even from the V standpoint, like VC standpoint, like a lot of VCs love embedding on teams and you're seeing that like just at a very localized level, like you mentioned, like with universities, with local communities. So it totally makes sense why that like that's the case. So I guess with that, like, you know, where, like let's say like you're not initially a B2C company or a company that like has a big following just yet, like where would you go to like find investors? Is it just like a customer base? like? How do you even like approach someone that like potentially could be an investor even if it's for like a hundred
1: dollars so one of my biggest like learnings here right over the years is uh, individuals have networks that they don't even know they have right so one of my biggest things is whenever a company is looking to raise capital i always say hey who's in your network right friends family okay fantastic are they attached to anything have you ever and if that's the case, okay, possibly having them reach out to that network, see this, maybe, maybe some individuals who are interested in hearing about the product you're building, and then possibly doing a quote unquote Q&A session, right? So uh, Q&A session, get to meet the founder, um, have the founder explain what they're building, and then at that point, and see see if there's anyone interested in investing. At the same time, is possibly reaching out to your alma mater right so reaching back out to the university you attended seeing whether or not they may have a newsletter that you can be on when you're looking to raise capital and doing the same thing of q a Q&A session associated with your project there's so much like in terms of an individual the, the amount of networks you may be able to attach themselves to is, is absolutely amazing your co-founder may have a network that you're not really you never knew about, or it could be a local newspaper that may be able to showcase your product, getting onto the news. Pretty much equity crowdfunding is allowing you to go ahead and raise capital from any and everyone that's looking to listen to you and say, hey, look, I want to basically use my $100 and invest in this crazy idea and see it come to life. And so with that, it's just reaching out to normal individuals who maybe have an interest associated with your product and telling them, hey, look, I have something to offer you give me like five minutes of your time for me to explain it. And and that's where I would say most of the time when founders are looking to raise capital, it's trying to tie back into these networks, literally write everything down, any single group you're associated with, fraternities, um, soccer clubs you used to be a part of, and then basically reach out to them on an individual basis and say, hey, look, I have this crazy idea. Um, would you you know spare five minutes to basically walk through it with me and see if there's some kind of alignment associated with it?
0: I mean, that aligns a lot with, you know, I think especially when I'm like mentoring students or whatnot, i thinking about like, oh, about um, where do I go find a job or like they're, like, they're looking for like, their opportunities. Like it has similar similarities where like your secondary, con- it's not your first connections that you're going to find people because you've fe- you talked to those people a lot. It's the secondary connections that, are, that can really make that impact because they don't even know potentially that you exist or that you're around. So like even, yeah, the five minute pitch and whatnot, like even like whether you're trying to find a job or either like, or trying to raise money through equity crowdfunding, like it's very similar in that aspect.
1: Yeah, it's a network effect at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> yeah, and network effects like, you know, you, it's like you just mentioned, like it, you don't know, like until you reach out of like who's gonna hit what and like what's gonna resonate with people. All right, and then, what does like, you know, from like the future of equity crowdfunding, like what does that look like, especially with this new regulation that came through in March, like what, like how does this change maybe like even like the VC world, which I know a lot of VCs have had different thoughts, like, you know, especially when I was a founder doing things, um, raising money, like how is like, how is the VC standpoint, like does this change VCs? Like what does it like the whole future of like, how does equity crowdfunding fit into like the future of funding?
1: For us, there's some things I can say, some things I can't, right? So, um, I would say, in terms of in terms of like our our next plans, or the ones we're open about, um, we see this working hand in hand with a lot of VCs and different rounds associated with it, right? So it's not just your current round that maybe only friends and family, but your following rounds, right? Always cutting off a percentage of it to go towards your community, just due to the fact that you need individuals to buy your product. I mean, getting a check from you know, a large VC is fantastic, but how many, how much of the product are they actually gonna be able to buy from, even if it's a B2B space or, um, or just a B2C, right? It's almost like that VC is not gonna go ahead and drop a thousand dollars per year uh, for multiple people, right? It's, you're gonna need those general consumers, those general advocates who are coming in and saying, hey, look, I invested in you and so I'm gonna make sure your success by making sure that any single time uh, there's a possibility of having your product in this one location that I'm able to help you do so, right? So basically, hey, if I'm in my job and you're a CRM system, I'm going to make sure that my uh, my my uh, purchasing manager knows about this CRM system just in case they want to purchase it and see if it's a good product, right? You need those general advocates, and so I think for for the next for the next year, I would say um, I can see a lot of alignment associated with BCs and. Um, crowdfunding platforms just due to the fact that it helps them bolster their portfolio. Just be having having all these advocates and sales individuals out there to basically tell them what the product is huge. Um, next, I would definitely go ahead and say there's probably going to be more uh, programming around regulation crowdfunding, right? So with this, I mean from an investor side of teaching them exactly how to look out for deals, possibly becoming a sidecar fund associated with a lot of different uh, VCs, um, at the same time, also possibly having like more more of these individuals actually like mentor some of these companies, right? So basically, um, building upon that advocacy group and saying, "Hey, look, I may need I may need to hire someone in this someone in this background. Do you guys know them, right?" So a lot of a lot of more dependency associated with founders and their community, right? So individuals that have invested in them basically helping them scale, um, just due to the fact, again, more or less a network effect. And lastly i mean there might be some some fun programming around funds coming up right so uh you know possible ways that you know funds could be created where anyone can kind of invest alongside them um and and also a way that maybe a lot of a lot of traditional funds that are being brought on can kind of uh, lead rounds associated with companies on the platform right so it, it, i think there's a lot of a lot of hope for, for the reg cf space a lot of growth that's still going to be determined but i'm um, looking forward to it
0: Pardon me was hoping that you're just going to destroy vcs no i'm kidding um no i think that makes a lot of sense especially because of the seed funding like all the different pieces like if they kind of takes some of the risk out of the vc world a little bit too they <laughs> don't have to bet as early which is nice for them um and they can see especially if the company if they missed like oh i accidentally saw that company wrong mm-hmm. or whatever it might be like they actually can see like the demand for it really cleanly Agreed. um so I think it's just another way of gaining like that investor traction, um, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, and maybe that does lead to the VC funding and Agreed. whatnot, like you mentioned. So, makes sense. And then the last question I have for you is: Let's say like you are an invest, like like you're, let's say you want you're interested in like investing in these companies, like what does like an ROI look like? Is it just profits? Is it an exit? Like why would anyone like invest in these companies, especially if they're like a local business like a brewery or anything like that?
1: So I think there's there's many ways around this. Usually for retail or main street businesses, you're mostly looking at possibly dividends associated with it or just a quick return on your investment in terms of a either um a traditional uh, loan or more of a revenue share loan where there's a multiple associated with the payback, right? So it's like, hey, look, I know for a fact that you're gonna gonna keep scaling. So I just want a multiple associated with your business versus ownership, or you can go directly for like a price round where it's like, hey, we have stock in this whenever there's a profit, you know, provide dividends. So that's from a local approach. For a lot of the other companies in our platform who are more software, hardware based, looking at either doing an exit or getting acquired, or IPOing, that's where it's like the long-term play here. Maybe it's between four to five years, but there's gonna be a larger return on this and that's why they're coming in early. Um, I would say we've had two successes this year, right? The first one was Ginkgo Bioworks. They went ahead and IPO recently, which was absolutely fantastic, uh, which showcased the power of possibly raising like, raising funds from your community. At the same time, I think the larger one or the the one that was like very, very quick, I would have to say, was Vulcan, right? So Vulcan is a EV um, sports, like ATV vehicle company uh, recently raised on our platform last year uh, and then just recently IPO'd on the NASDAQ, like, which is crazy to me. (laughs) So I was like, whoa, that's super fast. Literally raised capital last year, IPO'd this year. Uh, and so individuals are able to see, wow, okay, the funds I gave them 10x in terms of like the the return associated with this, and it was in such a quick amount of time, this is definitely a way to possibly go ahead and start investing into companies. I'm not going to say all companies should go ahead and IPO within one year of being on the platform. But what I'm saying is that there's definitely, you can see this as as a, almost like a strategic way or like a playbook associated with companies who are raising public capital on Uh, Reg CF platforms where you can go ahead and invest in the company and within a two to five year period, they're able to either get acquired or IPO. And this is fantastic. And this is where a lot of investors are now seeing the potential of an ROI, where it's making sure you're picking the right company, making sure that they have a plan in terms of their acquisition or IPO, and then for there, you know, being there at the right time to invest in them during that early phase. And, and that's what I would say uh, most investors are kind of looking out for it now. Tying back to where we had previously talked about the education portion associated with uh, what's happening next in the WREC space.
0: Now you're going to set all these big expectations for founders that are listening to this. They're like, oh, we're going to IPO next year. So I'm great. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> that, that that's happening. No. Um
1: yeah, I said stay away from that, I said don't IPO within the next couple of years, unless that's your plan, unless that's your plan. So.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, hey, everyone's got their pathways, find yours is the general, general advice. Last thing is if people want to learn more about WeFunder, where should they go?
1: I would say one of the biggest things you should probably do is uh, reach out to one of us, right? So reach out either on LinkedIn to any of the individuals that are currently on the WeFunder team, at the same time, you can go ahead and also learn everything you need to know about how to raise a cap, like how to raise a round on WeFunder on our platform. Um, we have some fantastic guides and FAQs, but in the meantime, if you know, you're know you a founder, you're really, really looking like, you know you want some more direct advice associated with, like a crowds, a uh, reg CF uh, raise on our platform, feel free to hit me up at addie, A-D-I-E at WeFunder com And I will, you know, either if I'm not like an expert associated with your industry, I can go ahead and connect you over to one that's on our team, and then they can go ahead and help out from there. But in general, we're always happy to, you know, talk about Reg CF, see how your company could possibly work alongside a raise on our platform. And if we're not the perfect partner for you, we can go ahead and connect you over to some individuals that may be able to help, right? So if it's you need more funding for inventory, we have some fantastic partners who are also platforms that you can raise capital on, but it's mostly focused on either inventory or a short-term loan, if you're not looking at possibly raising um, an equity crowdfunding round or doing one of the revenue share or or, um, fixed rate loans. So we're always here to help in any way.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Start Station Podcast. I hope that this was helpful. If it was, I would love if you could write a review wherever you listen to this podcast. And in that review, write how it was helpful. Your feedback and reviews make this podcast better.